What's going on? Welcome back to Chasing Your Best. This podcast is and always will be dedicated to the golf learning curve. If you're new on board, welcome, welcome. We accept golfers of all kinds, hackers, scratch players. And really the mission here is just to get you more tools in your tool belt, a few more resources and help you kind of guide your way and debunk some of the golf myths That was really my driving force to start this podcast. Number one, I wanted to help people. I felt like I wanted to pass along the things I got to learn in my day-to-day job. But also I felt like golf media as a whole was not being completely honest. And that's honest. But I think for a long time, we learned that honest had a hard time selling. Like, how do you sell somebody the fact that it's going to, golf is hard. It's going to take them a while to get better. How do you sell those things? Well, what I've done is I've, I've made it my business to just be completely honest with people about the process from start to finish. I think people appreciate that. And at the end of the day, it's really about your improvement. It's about my students' improvement. And as long as we're helping inch closer towards your goals, whatever those are, we're motoring the boat the right direction. And you're going to play this game for a long time. Just remember that. This is the we're playing the long game here. We're not we're not doing the boom and bust, bang and bust kind of improvement where you fix your grip and everything's fixed overnight. Because the reality of that kind of thing is a short-term fix is not a long-term solution. That's a pretty good sound bite. A short-term fix is not a long-term solution. It might be a step in the right direction, but at the end of the day, this game is about skill. This game is about understanding your game, educating yourself and building a system and a process and a way about going about things that you can trust, rely on, and grow over time. The learning curve is not linear. It's up and down. But the trajectory can certainly be linear. That's my little uh, soapbox speech. I hope I don't come across as in the wrong way. All I want this really to come across is as put the work in the right places. You will make your improvement. Slow and steady wins the race and the long game wins sustainably. All right, I appreciate you all for being here. Let's hop into today's topic. I wanna talk about hackers versus good players. Great players versus hackers versus 80 shooters versus 70 shooters. What's the difference? Like what, what really is the difference? And I guess we can kind of break it down into some subcategories here. We'll go breaking 100, breaking 90, breaking 80 and eventually breaking 70. So let's start with breaking 100. Breaking 100, and I'm, I don't want to make this sound like it's easy, but it is simple in theory. To break 100, here's what you need to be able to do. You need to be able to advance your golf ball off the tee and not incur penalty strokes. That's very important. Advance the golf ball somewhere down there. And then once again, be able to advance the golf ball up next to the green, say within a 30-yard radius. So you've hit a golf shot. That golf shot doesn't even need to go straight. just needs to be advanced. And then your next shot needs to be advanced up by the green. And then from that advancement, here's where the difference between, you know, some and most are, is that once you're next to the green, you need to be able to hit it on the green. And then once you're on the green, you need to be able to convert that into putts. A lot of players that are shooting 100, 105, 110, 120, your extra strokes are coming from a couple places. One, you're either whiffing the golf ball or you're not advancing it, meaning you're topping it, chunking it, whatever, or you're incurring a lot of strokes around the green, which is the answer for most of you. 
most of you not breaking 100 are three putting, four putting, triple chipping, double chipping, and then incurring penalty strokes. Now the recipe to break 100, you're allowed to incur a few penalty strokes, but not a ton. So if on every hole you take and you advance the golf ball off the tee, you hit it again somewhere down by the green, you hit it up near the green or on the green and then get it down in two putts, that equation is 90 strokes. So you're allowed nine more strokes on top of those 90 strokes. So you're allowed some three putts, you're allowed some triple chips, you're allowed, or some double chips, excuse me, but you're just not allowed to continue to, to do that and make those same mistakes over and over and over again. So that's your recipe for breaking 100. Advance the golf ball, be decent around the greens, and move on. Move on to the next step. Now, and I tell most people once they're breaking 100, they're, most people are confident to go play social golf. And I think if you're in that kind of subcategory right now, that's a good goal for you is be able to go out and break 100 and, and start to do it consistently. Now let's talk about breaking 90. Breaking 90 is exactly what I just described to you. I'm not gonna get deep down the rabbit hole, but you need to be able to advance the golf ball. Doesn't mean you need to be the world's greatest driver or iron player, but you need to be able to advance the golf ball and get it down by the green. And the difference between breaking 90 and breaking 100 is now breaking 90, we have to convert some of those chips into up and ins. And we also, my recommendation would be to hit just a few more greens. To break 90, if you can hit two to five greens, you're in the ballpark. But if you're not breaking 90, something else is going on, meaning you're either incurring too many penalty strokes or having too many three putts or, or too many short game strokes. It's within one of those things. So 90 is like this kind of nice area where if you're consistently breaking 90, you're definitely better than your average player, but you're in kind of that middle lumped group where if you go in out and play to the foursome, you're probably not the best player. You're probably not the worst. And again, I'm not here to tell you like where what your scoring goals should be. That's relative to you. I just want you to do whatever's going to make you happy. If that's breaking 100, if that's breaking 120, if that's breaking 70, pursue whatever's important to you. Don't make it about your golfing buddies. Make it about yourself. Enjoy the journey. Enjoy the process. That's a little nugget for you. So if you're breaking 90, that's cool. I'm glad we're there. Now let's talk about breaking 80 because here's where you got to kind of start dialing some things in. I would say most decent athletes with enough practice will eventually break 80. That doesn't mean they're going to get there via the path of least resistance. Some players with hand-eye coordination and touch, they can go out and break 80 because they've got some short game. But let's talk about the recipe that I would like you to have to be able to break 80. So now we need to be a respectable driver of the golf ball. You need to advance the golf ball and also have some barrier for distance. For most of us, so let's say our average course is 62 to 6,400 yards that most of you are gonna play from the tee boxes, maybe even as far as 6,500 yards. I would like to see your average drive further than 220. You could certainly do it with less, but I think that that's reasonable for most of you and most of you can pursue that. So your average drive is at least 220. You're gonna, I would like you also hitting at least 30 to 40% of the fairways. If you're doing that, I'm fairly happy with how you're driving the golf ball. But the other thing is when you're missing, we do not want to miss and, and not leave ourselves that next opportunity. So we want to shrink that variance with your misses, which means we have some aptitude for our club face control 
as well as our swing path control. So you can see as we're getting into 90, like the equation's not as simple. We need to be a decent driver of the golf ball, but there's also some parameters around that. And then we want to be a decent ball striker. To break 80, I would like to see you hitting anywhere from five to as much as 10 greens per round. 10 would definitely be on the upper tier. Uh, four would be on the lower tier. And anywhere from that six to eight, eight greens, you should be able to go out and break 80 if your short game is tight, if your putting is tight. So now it, the equation not only becomes about short game being fairly tight, but also being able to really dial in that variance with your ball striking. That's ball striking off the tee, and then ball striking, being able to hit greens and make decent course management decisions. So all of these little things that were important now become even more important. You wanna be able to hit some greens, you wanna be able to make some putts, and yeah, we've just taken that variance and we've really shrunk it down and said, hey, this is this is, this is is more important now. In, in the past, you may have been able to hit it all over the driver's face. Now you may only be able to hit it in the size of a 50 cent piece. Now you really got to kind of dial some things in. So that's your recipe for breaking 80. Breaking 70, now this is like, we're really climbing on an uphill slope to go from 80 to breaking 70. This is a major step, a major, major step in the golf improvement process. And in fact, some of you, if you don't dial in some things, you will never break 70 because you have too many variances within your golf swing. So remember I said to break 80, most decent athletes could do that. Well, to break 70, even if you're a decent athlete, you may not break 70 because you need to have some technical expertise with your golf club. You need to have a solid foundation of which your body moves and turns like a golfer should. You need to have a solid understanding of your ball flight, your club face, and your curvature of your golf ball. That doesn't mean that you need to hit every shot perfect, but you really should have a solid understanding of the whys of your golf swing. When you hit one right, why did it happen? When you hit one left, why did it happen? You should have a strong foundation. You should have a, a solid short game. Your short game doesn't need to be perfect to break 70. Some of you can do it with ball striking prowess, but generally short game prowess or short game aptitude comes with full swing aptitude, because if you understand how to use your wedges, you will understand how to use your irons. You will understand, generally speaking, how to use your driver. To go out and break 70, let's talk about that. So we wanna be hitting some greens. I would say anywhere from nine to sky's the limit, 18. But if you can go out and hit nine or 10 greens, you're capable of breaking 70. It's not gonna be the easiest. You have to be really good with your short game. You can do it. Now to say, hey, I really, you have a good chance of breaking 70. Let's go and hit 13, 14, 15 greens. That's really your recipe. And to hit 13, 14, 15 greens, you need to be a decent driver of the golf ball. 40 to 50% of your fairways is enough, but your misses cannot be big. Big misses, you gotta take them out of the equation. And then some length off the tee, because really once you get that ball closer to the green, you have a greater opportunity to hit that green. So I would say to break 70 on that standard core, 62 to 6,500 yards, I would like your average drive to be at least 240 and preferably above 260. If you start moving that needle up above 260, above 280, you're, you're, you're steps and steps closer to doing what you're hoping to accomplish, which is breaking 70. And then you gotta be a decent putter. Really, you do. You have to be a decent putter. I would like to see the putts you miss on the high side of the hole. I would like to see some real strength in your, in your distance control putting. 
So your putts that go past the hole, they're going anywhere from six to 24 inches past the hole. And you're not going to three putt to break 70. We, we just, we can't have any glaring weaknesses in the game. You just can't. And that's where, to me, this is like this whole equation becomes fun because what's important for somebody who breaks 100 is also important for somebody who's going to break 70. But now all of a sudden our variance has gotten tighter and smaller. And as we work our way down that rabbit hole, you just, you can't have as many mistakes and everything compounds. Those things will show up when it matters. So if you have a glaring miss, it's going to show up when it matters. All right, y'all, I just wanted to hop in today and hopefully fire you up to chase down your golfing goals, talk a little bit about the barriers to some scoring goals. That's actually a really popular question I get. If you have a question about your golf game, submit it to me. We're going to do a listener Q&A podcast coming up. Share this thing with a friend that actually really helps and, and leave it a review wherever you're listening. I appreciate you hanging out for another podcast. Keep working hard. Keep hustling. I will catch you back here same time, same place next week.